Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who builds his house on a rock. Matthew 7:24. Welcome once again, beloved, to another edition of God's Word with God's chosen servant, Pastor Amos Dako. Pastor Amos Dako is anointed to inspire you with an anointed preaching and teaching of God's Word with down-to-earth practical examples. Get ready as he ministers the word of God for today. You are amazing, God. All powerful, untamable, all struck we fall to our knees as we humbly proclaim. You are You want to put your hands together for Jesus? Oh, church, if you are doing it for Jesus, you can do it better than you are doing. Oh, I think Jesus deserves a better applause than we are doing. Oh, some of you are not here. I, can, I don't feel you. Amen. God bless you. Can you take your seat? We are so much grateful to God for bringing us together this morning. It is not by strength neither is it by power but it is just by his grace amen and so this morning we are very much appreciative for the love for the care for the protective hands of our lives how many of you feel like you are alive because of some good thing you've done <laughs> uh, how many of you feel like you are alive because you were able to take very good care of yourself let me see your hands wow the Bible says in the book of Psalm 124 that if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, then let Israel say. So if you are here and you think you are alive by your own theme, I want to give you the microphone so that you share with us how you were able to do that. Amen. But if it is God who is behind your life this morning, I want you to put your hands together for him. Oh, I said put your hands. I didn't say clap your phones though. Put aside everything you are holding and put your hands together for him. Father, we are so much grateful for the bread of life. So many rich people have died. Not even taken into consideration how much they had. So many people, so many strong people have died. Without having taken into consideration the strength they have. So many noble and people from rich families have fallen. But if we are alive, we owe our life to you. And this morning, from the deepest part of our heart, we want to say thank you. David says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and let all that is within me bless his holy name. We thank you for the gift of life in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, amen. We thank God for this wonderful morning. You are welcome to Perez Chapel International. On behalf of my, uh, my prophet and presiding bishop, Bishop Charles Ajinasari and his lovely wife, Reverend Mrs. Vivian Ajinasari, I welcome you. Amen. Um, in Perez Chapel, the month of March is our month of stability. 
and I prophesy to you that anything that was shaking your life, shaking your business, by the close of this month, it is going to be stable in Jesus' name. Yes. If, if your Christian life was shaken, if your business was not standing that firm, receive stability in the name of Jesus. And so by the close of this year, I believe that your life, Nankasanoe, it will move into another dimension. Oh, somebody's no here. You see, when you go to church, let me tell you something. When you go to church, there are only two words that come from this, the pulpit. Hmm? Yes. There are only two words. And I said it comes from where? Now, to understand the pulpit, there is two things. Either you allow the pulpit to pull you up, or it, it, you allow the pulpit to take you down into the pit. So it is either pulling you or it is leaving you in the pit. Follow me. Is he, that's why we call it a pulpit. You understand? It has two things. Anytime you enter a church, expect two things. Expect two things. Expect two things. I said expect what? Expect two things. Yes. Number one, expect a blessing from God. Yes. Expect a blessing. There is something you must always come to God with, with, with that expectation in mind. Expect to be blessed. Number two, expect that your sins will be forgiven. I didn't hear amen. Oh yes. The Bible said, let us enter and boldly enter the best presence or before the throne of grace that we may receive mercy for our sins. So anytime you come to church, expect that your sins will be forgiven. And I pray and I stand in the gap for you. If there is any known or unknown sin in your life, may God have mercy on you in Jesus' name. Yes. You see, mercy is simply allowing somebody to walk scot-free even when they deserve to be punished. Yes. That is mercy. When say God is showing somebody mercy, it, it means that the person deserves a punishment. And yet God allows the person to walk scot-free. Somebody with me. I, I have not started preaching. And so I'm saying that anytime you come to church, expect to receive forgiveness. In other words, expect to receive mercy from God. Where God pardons you of your sin. Yeah. David said in the book of Psalm 130, verse number 3, he said, If you, Lord, should mark iniquity, who can stand? Can, is there anybody here who can stand? When God decides, please sit down. Don't usher anybody. You, too, you have to eat. If not eating, you are coming to usher. Is somebody here? Yes. If God should mark iniquities, and the word mark over there, because I'm an accounting student, uh, accounting student that, that word mark over there, in accounting, we call it itemized account. One for one. You understand? Yes. We do. We, we did bookkeeping. Yes. So we keep records daily. You take one pencil, we write it down. You take three cities from the money, we write it down. You bought this. We keep records. And David is saying that if God should like mark iniquity, in other words, you sin before coming to church. When you are going to bath, you step on an ant, an innocent ant, which has not done anything to you. So God has written it. You understand? 
And David is saying that if God should mark all our iniquities, because the truth is that the number of sins you know and the ratio of the number of sins you know to the ones you don't know it's like it's like one is two thousand. Because usually there are some of the things we do that we don't even know is a sin, but it's a sin. And ignorance of the law is no excuse. But this morning I pray that somebody will find favor in the presence of the Lord. Yeah. So so you come and go and say though, um, yes, she deserves this, she deserves it, but I've forgiven her. One day, one day a, a prophet said something, eh? I was frightened. Yeah. Eli. He was a prophet and a high priest. He said, if a man sins against another man, somebody can stand in the gap for him. But if a man sins against God, who can stand and mediate, like beg for him? Eish. But I thank God that in our day and era, there is a man who is seated at the right hand side of the Father interceding for you. Oh yeah. The Bible said Jesus is seated at the right hand side of the Father. His work is that he's interceding for you. John said, anyone born of God has not sinned. But if anyone sinned, he, he should remember that there is an advocate in other words, there is a lawyer seated at the right hand side of the Father speaking for you. Yeah. So, this morning, I prophesy to you that the things you deserve will not come to you. Some of you deserve punishment. Some of you, like from church, no, it's something should strike you down and you die. I'm telling you. People die strangers. Eh? I'm telling you. Some of you deserve some disease, some, some uncurable and chronic disease. That's what you deserve because that is what your actions has led you to. Yeah. So the Bible says there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is destruction. You understand? And so when you take the road, you should always expect a destruction at the end. But you see, David said, yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Why? Thou art with me. Tonight, God, this morning, God is going to favor you. Oh, yes. Those of you shouted the loudest, Amen, receive it. Yes. So, first of all, when you come to God, expect that your sins will be forgiven. Usually, when people sin, they don't come to church. I'm telling you. And I've been a pastor for some time now. So. When they are not okay, when, when, when they are not okay, they don't feel like coming to church. And when they feel okay, they feel righteous and they come to church. But the best time to come to church is when something is not going well in your life. Yeah. Oh yes. That's why that's where you enter boldly. When you are entering, the Bible said enter boldly. Don't enter like a desically, like I said, oh yeah, won't you be? That's why I told you the other day that don't be fond of sitting at the back when you go to church. Because spiritually, it sends a bad signal. Yes. Is there any time somebody sings, they don't want to get closer to God, two of us. If you think I'm lying, ask Adam and Eve. When they sinned, the Bible said, 
He left the presence of God. When God came, he said, oh, where are you? He said, oh, when we heard your voice, we, we felt we were naked. Ah. If it's English, they'll get F9. What a question. Where are you? How, how will you have answered? I am here. And he said, oh, when we heard your voice. Ah. I said, where are you? He said, when you heard your voice, we fell to a naked. So we want to cover ourselves. But know that this morning, God has given you pardon. Amen. So anytime we go to God, I'm saying that you should expect how many things? What's the first one? Mm-hmm. Eh? Forgiveness of sin. So, so, no, listen, I'm serious. The forgiveness of sin is what we call mercy. Then the blessing is what we call favor. What is favor? Favor is not the same as mercy. Favor is you getting something you don't deserve. If you're in the house, somebody calls you and please, um, where are you? He said, oh, please, I'm in the house. He said, okay. Um, can you take this car keys? Um, it's something I, I, I just felt this morning like giving it to you. Then you go out. Give me the keys before I forget. <laughs> then you go out and it's a Bentley. Hey. I'm serious. What, what will be your first impression? Like when you see it, what will you do? You cry. What about you? You collapse. What about you? You have tears of joy. What about you? You also cry. And you ask yourself, why are you crying? And when you collapse and you don't recover. <laughs> yeah. And so that one, coma, coma is not a good thing at all. So don't collapse. <laughs> oh, you can fake that you have, you've collapsed. But uh-huh, fake it. But don't collapse. But, but the first impression is that I don't deserve this. How many of us have received something and you know that this is like I didn't qualify for it? And yet you received it. Let me see your hands. Wow. And that is what we call favor. That's favor. That's, that's, that's pure favor. And this morning I came to let somebody know that there is a blessing coming to you this morning. And the blessing is that you are going to receive things you don't qualify for in the name of Jesus. Yes. 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 Anytime people receive things that they don't qualify for, it breaks them down. It makes them humble. If there is something you have and you feel proud that you have it, I think God didn't give it to you. I'm telling you. One day, one, one day I went for a wedding and I, I took out my phone. I was taking a video. And I felt, I, I felt, Charlie, and it was an Android phone, so I was taking videos. Oh, then the camera said, brother, can you see that? I said, oh, Charlie, I'm taking videos. Oh, Charlie, I was taking videos. Ah, then all of a sudden, somebody stood behind me and straight for an iPad. When I compared the lens of that iPad to the lens of mine, I just turned off the phone and put it in my pocket. <laughs> wow. I realized actually, 
I was just being proud. How many of you have sat in a car and all of a sudden you just took out your phone and you just wanted people to know that at least you have a phone and you are somebody, you understand? <laughs> Only for you to realize that the person sitting next to you, you know, is holding an iPhone, not, not an Infinix. One day, one day I watched a funny clip. I think it was Calibos or something. He was standing in front of a car and he saw a lady and he was yobbing the lady. Oh. <laughs> Spoke to the lady. He said, you know, you're a beautiful lady. And what have you? I, 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 I want to marry you. If, hey, the lady stood there after Calibos had said everything. He said, okay, so please, can you shift? I want to move. Oh, no, no, the car was for the lady. <laughs> and the guy was flexing in front of the car. And then small time he put his hand on the car. After that, the lady pressed the alarm. Quick, he said, please, can you shift? I want to go. Amen. And so, and so is it favor is you getting something, you know that this one, if they are sharing, I, I, I'm not supposed to get one. But today, it will be your portion in Jesus' name. Things you don't deserve. Some of you in your family, if they are written, people that must be blessed. You, even your mother doesn't count. Your father doesn't count. How, how can you come? You understand that English. But I pray that if there is somebody God is going to use massively to be a symbol and a pillar of um, finances. People, you are, if, people, if there are people in the family that others are going to run to when it comes to money may you be the one in the name of Jesus may God use you and your family members to turn the whole world upside down in Jesus name Yes. so that is favor and so please don't come and sit here with guilty conscience that I you know, I'm, I'm sure God is angry with me we all feel, how many of you have felt that before like God is angry with you oh you too I thought I was the only person. You too. You too. But this morning he wants you to know that. He's even ready. He doesn't even hate you. He's ready to give you things you don't deserve. In Jesus name. And so these are the two things you must always expect when you enter the church of God. Unless maybe that church is not from God. But if the church is from God. Called and anointed and ordained by God. Expect these two things. I'm telling you, somebody here, that anytime you come to church and a pastor is being called to preach, expect two things. I said you should expect how many things? Because anytime a pastor is being called upon to preach, he's going to preach the word of God. You understand? And in preaching the word of God, expect to hear two words. Just two. That's the summation or the sum, uh, the totality the summary of everything he's going to say. Number one, expect to hear a word of instruction. What is a word of instruction? A word to tell you what to do. Yes. Like if the pastor is preaching about Titan, if you, make sure you ask yourself, so what am I supposed to do right from here? I must get a tight card. I must pay my tithe. No, I feel like I, I don't love God that much. So I must... I must change the way I do things and begin to get closer to God. I must pray. Sometimes these are instructions that come to us. I must pray. I must give God my attention. I must give time to reading my Bible. Yes. So anytime a pastor is preaching, 
usually these are some of the things you hear always there's there will be a word of instruction and number two so that's the first one what to do what to do it will always tell you what to do and the second one is what to believe of it listen you would never amount to anything in this world if you don't know how to blend this two. there are some of the things you don't have to do anything just believe yes like i tell you i prophesied to you this morning that you are going to be the financial pillar in your family you, you don't look like it but i'm saying just believe it to those who believe receive it in jesus name that's all that's all a gentleman's daughter is dead. Actually, when the man was leaving the house, the daughter was very sick, near death. So he heard that Jesus was in town. He was going to look for healing for his daughter. Then he met Jesus and said, Please, I beg you, if you don't come, there will be funeral by the close of the day in my family. So come. Then Jesus asked him, What's the problem? He said, Oh, my daughter, she's sick and she's dying. And Jesus said, don't worry, I will come with you. And whilst they were going, some woman beat through with the issue of blood came and cant across them to delay the journey. Jesus was on a, on a journey to Jairus' house. Then the woman came with a blood issue and what have you. So Jesus had to stand and ask, who touched me? All these things were delaying the time. And after the woman was healed, Jesus said to move then a delegation from his house came to tell him that oh, don't worry Jesus because your daughter is already dead. Oh. No, you, it seems your life won't work. From, from where you are standing and from where the angle you are looking at it, 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 it seems that's the end. How many of you have felt that before? Like your future is bleak. You are not aware. You are, you are not even sure how the future will end for you. No, if you just wake up and you bath like everybody else and you go to town or go to work like everybody but you now you don't know what the future holds for you so that was Jairus then he told him oh my brother forget if your daughter was sick that one Jesus could do something but as I'm talking to you your daughter is dead so allow Jesus and forget it allow the man to be okay and I'm sure, I'm sure the man will cry. Don't, don't tell me he will not cry. I'm sure he will scream. And I'm sure he will say, I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. My daughter. I'm sure that will be her, his only daughter. I'm sure. I'll say, my future has come to an end. Who is going to bury me? You know what Jesus said? He just turned to the man and he said, My brother, keep believing. The faith you had that made you come and call me, don't lose it. Don't be afraid. Just keep believing. Keep believing. Some of you, that's what you should believe. You should believe oh. Like, you know you've lost it, but still you believe you, you, it is there. It is faith. Jesus said, my brother, keep believing. And whatever, whatever God has said, you'll see it. Keep believing. Keep believing. So he said, where is your house? He said, we'll take you, we'll take left. 
they took left. And you turned right. Because, no, listen, as a human being, once he said that, his daughter was dead. It wouldn't be easy. And there are some people that they are only in your life to mourn your distraction. Like the things you've lost. They they just they are just there to mourn. They are not there to help you make it resurrect or whatever. When the man got to the house, the funeral has already started. And the people said instrumentalists have arranged their instruments and they were playing. Oh yes. That's not my scripture, like I would have would have read it. They were playing, yes. They were playing live band. And there were a group of mourners crying. Some of you, I never knew. I, wait, you, you don't even know your are opinion. Wait till you die. <laughs> I said, wait till you die. And your opinion will come with a cloth to supervise your dead body, your corpse at the mortuary. He'll be there in the morning, in the evening. The next day, he'll come. He'll say, can you identify your this year? He said, oh, I'm not down. I'm not down. I'm telling you. You don't know. There are some people that will never surface in your life until there is a problem. Where you, you are in pain. That's the time you see them. They will come. And so Jesus got. And how can you have a funeral when the, the father of the, 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 the corpse or the dead girl is not around? And they started a funeral. And Jesus got there. And he said, eh, walk them out. Please, all of you go out. Go, um, they are all unbelievers. Listen, until you are ready to walk some people out of your life, eh, you will never move forward. There are some people, they are worse and poison. I'm telling you. When they speak into your life, it breaks you down. It, it makes you feel as if your end has come. Yes. There are some people, they are worse are like Delilah. They, they put burden and stress on you. There's some people by just talking to them, you feel very weak. Oh yeah. I know so many people have changed their profession because of a conversation they had with a friend. Oh yeah. Oh, 2019. They say, eh. And they say, I'm journalism. They say, your friend has changed your direction. Yeah. Because I spoke to one lady in the house. She told me she wants to be a nurse. Now she says she wants to be a journalist. Another nurse. Oh, she came. She said, Papa, I want to be a nurse. Now she said, I want to do pharmacy. <laughs> she now wants to be a pharmacist. Somebody has changed it. Somebody has given you a new direction. Once it's Samenium, now once it's Samenium, that's it. Somebody has changed your life. So be careful. There are some people you must not allow them to be around. I'm telling you, what I'm doing may not be a power or, or a, a word of wisdom to you, but, but those who understand, understand what I'm saying. Yeah. There are some people you must show them the door. It's not because I hate you. I don't hate you. You see, but I don't think we are compatible. We we can't click. Okay. Yeah. So please, um, when I see you, you are my friend. Why not? But we can't be like the way we are. I'm telling you. 
When the man got there, they were having a funeral. Jesus said, All of you walk out. I'm sure one will say, Papa no, me no more. Papa no me He said, I said, I know, but walk out. Walk out. Because the truth is that you can never have success in the midst of of a disappointed or discontented people. People always look down on you. You can never move forward. I'm telling you. Some of you, people don't they don't respect you. Your friends don't respect you. Anytime they want to mock, it is you that becomes a topic. Anytime they want to laugh, it's you. They use you as a laughing stock and they laugh at you, they mock at you, they make you feel like you're useless. And yet, you still want to be around them. You are, not, you are the sick. You are sick. Yes. Some of the people, we told them, okay, okay, you know, I, I can't work with you anymore. You understand? Yes. Because when I come around you, I, I, don't, I don't feel like anything valuable can come out of my life. So, thank you. Yes. That's why, that's why we always recommend that. You go where you are celebrated, not where you are tolerated. Somebody, I just tolerating you. Yeah. And yet, what you don't know is that there are some people in your life, they, when you move closer to them, they celebrate you as if you are the God of their life. Yes. Yeah. Do you receive words of encouragement after doing something? Oh, wow, Charlie, that was powerful. That was powerful. But meanwhile, there were, there were some few lapses. We'll tell you, Charlie, ah, that was very powerful. But check this one. Because when you were singing, I heard this. I heard this. There's some people after singing. Hey! What's that? Your voice is horrible. What a man to you be more. Then I'll hear you. They break your self-ego. It's only time that you are called upon to sing. Then you remember. And I'm telling you, evil words, eh? They have greater impact in our life than good ones. I'm telling you. Mm. When somebody says something bad about you, some of you, your father said something to you when you were young. Maybe he told you, you, you adapt. You teenager, and still you remember it like yesterday. The bad things that were so, the bad things, you remember them. Yes. A man went to school in the States, wrote exams and he failed. When the results came out, he started crying. Then he said, Oh, even my mom said it that I wasn't good. My mom, my mom said I'm not good at anything. So and he was crying. A, a, a grown-up man crying. He said, My mom said I wasn't good at anything. So I'm not surprised. I, I, I failed. And he was in the class with the pastor. Then the pastor told him, No, you can't speak that way. He said, Oh, what? Pastor, please, please. My mom, my mom saw this coming. And she told me that I'm good for nothing. And some of your parents have told you that your brothers and your siblings are far better than yourself. Yeah. So, you see, what do you do? What do you do in such situations? Show them the door. Somebody like your mother, your relatives, you can't sack them, but you can you can stop having the certain discussions with them. Oh yeah. Stop having certain discussions with them. People look down on your father. Some of, he has never said anything good about your life. So when it comes to things about your destiny, how your life is going, don't allow him to have a say into it. Don't, don't engage him in certain conversations. Papa, I want to do this. Yeah, doctor. So even before you buy the admission form, 
he has made you understand that he's going to waste his money. And truly, when you joke, it will come to pass. Yeah. A boy, a boy went to school, wrote exams. The, the, it was a class of 30 students. His position was 29. Then he started crying. Crying, crying. When he came home, they gave him food. They said he would not eat. His mother said, what's the problem? Then he showed the results to his mother. Then his mother said, well, let's wait for your father. Then they were in the house. When he heard that his father scars drove in him, then his heart, he started crying. And, his father, and usually the boy would have to come and open the door for his father. He didn't come. His mother came to open. So I said, yeah, where's my son? He said, oh, he's in his room crying. He said, oh, what's the problem? He said, you go, he will tell you. When he got there, when he saw him, he knelt down. He said, daddy, please, I beg you. There was a problem. He said, the results are in when he took it. He said, wow. Then the boy's face changed. So I said, oh, wow, that, that, that's, 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 that's good. He said, what is good about this results? He said, yes, it's good. He said, daddy, come on. He said, yes, it is good. You did well. He said, how did I do well? He said, you passed one person. And the same strength you use in passing that one person could, could also give you the same, you could use the same strength to pass 27 people and move to the top. And that's very, the very same. Then his boy said, Daddy, you can't be serious. He said, Yes, I'm serious. At least you were not the last person. So he should tell you that you are better than somebody. So if you could gather the very same momentum you used in passing that one person, you could pass 27 people or 29 people and move to the top. And the boy said, Daddy, is that so? He said, Yes. When they wrote the, the next term, by the next term, when the results came, he was dead. He was dead. Then his mother said, Yes, you have two more laps to go. Yeah. And the guys and medical doctors, I'm talking to you now at Kolibu. Very great medical doctor. But you now, all the people in your life has been discouraging you. Tell you that you now, nothing good can come out of you. Because sometimes our siblings, the insults they give us. But when Jesus got there, he said, Please walk out. They all walked out. Then he entered the room with his disciples. Then he sat on the bed, had the little girl's hand. What do you think he will feel? When have you, how many of you have touched a dead body before? You have touched a dead body, your father. You've also touched a dead body. For your experiment. When somebody dies, touch him. Look at the way it feels. Ah. It's just the absence of the spirit. But it's, very, it's still the very same person you know. Just touch, touch the person. And when, listen, when, when somebody dies and you touch him, you feel very cold. You feel very cold. And yet Jesus touched these hands. And he said, Tevita. The girl was called Tevita. Tevita. Kumi. 
Kumi means rice. Ah. If the girl was sleeping, anybody could have just told the girl to rise up. But Jesus held the little girl's hand and he said, Tabitha, rise up. The Bible said, immediately the little girl stood up. And how many of you have seen a dead body being raised to life before? It's scary. Some people sneeze. Yes. Others will even defecate on themselves. Oh yeah. The girl stood up and Jesus realized that the girl has been fasting for some time now. Because when you die, you don't eat. So he took the girl and he gave it, the girl to his father and he said, feed her. Give her something to eat. Uh, you see, what I want you to know is that there are certain things in, you don't look like it will happen in your life. But you see, I don't need, I don't need you to like see it or analyze to see if it will work or it will not work. Just believe it. That's what I'm driving at. So there are some of the things when they say it, just say, I receive it and it will happen to me. And you see it. They are not living here without the favor of God. In the name of Jesus. And so in our month of stability, I want you to come with me. Follow me. Don't, don't, don't lag behind. Usually the devil attacks people who are lagging behind. Let me tell you how the devil attacks. There are two ways the devil attacks. Number one, listen. He attacks from behind or from in front. That's the two ways. That's why you must always learn to be in the middle. Yes. Because, you see, I usually tell people that you are not wise if you are going for a demonstration and you are part of the first frontliners holding the placards. You want everybody to know that you are having a demonstration. Pray. Pray that <laughs> the police doesn't if they want to catch demonstrators, they surround them, two of us. <laughs> and while they are busily catching those in front and those behind, you can easily pass away and run away. You understand? Yes. But if you are the one who wants to be behind, it is dangerous. And if you are also the one in front, it is also dangerous. You see, a typical example is in the Bible where Jesus said, in John chapter 10, he said, I'm the good shepherd. I lay down my life for the sheep. Do you understand what he just said? I'm the good shepherd. And I do what? I lay down my life for the sheep. Now, if you understand who a shepherd is and the, the shepherdorial work of a shepherd, you would understand what Jesus is saying. Listen, in those days, today I don't know, but in those days, because the sheep knows the shepherd, and they hear his voice. The shepherd doesn't need to follow them or be behind them. He leads them. The Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He what? He, he does what? He leads me what? He leads me on the path of righteousness. He leads. So the shepherd goes and the sheep follow. Anytime there is danger ahead, it is the shepherd who faces it first. After grazing, when they come back and they are being put into the sheep pen, you know the pen? 
when you put when they put the sheep in the pen the shepherd doesn't go to his house follow me the shepherd lies in front of the gate that's how shepherds were taking care of their sheep so it is a fenced wall or with wood they fence it with wood and they leave a small opening as a gate and they don't cover it they don't lock it it's your days that you use padlocks and what have you those days they didn't have padlocks so the shepherd will have to lie in front of the gate so anything that wants to attack the sheep must first of all go through the shepherd and that is what jesus meant by saying that i lay down my life for the sheep do you understand what i just said let's assume this place is without gates there is only one gate up there then I put all of you here and I lie in front of the gate. What I'm doing is that I'm laying down my life for you. Because if anything wants to attack, it will attack me first before it gets to you. So please, this year, don't be lacking behind. What do I mean? Don't, don't be fun of an uh, inquiry. So that I will not go to church. Watch all those, watch all those who doesn't like coming to church. They are, they are struggling in one way or the other. They have some sort of problem here and there, strange diseases, some strange things and what have you. Watch them, I'm telling you. Watch them. Is somebody here? So Emmanuel, change that attitude. It's not a good, it's not a good thing at all. As young as you are, and you don't like coming to church. I see you once in a blue moon. The last time I saw it was last three months. If my calculation sets me right, I said the last time I saw you. Yes. So you come today, tomorrow you not come. The next day you not come. What you are doing is that you see we are moving somewhere, but you are lacking behind. And it's very easy for um, anybody to prey on you. One day I was watching a documentary elephants were going to drink from a pool and they you know they are drunk the big ones went first and they were drinking not knowing there was a crocodile in the, in the pool it was like quietly because when he saw the trunk in the uh, pool there is not a small child's trunk and this one i can't bite so the the crocodile was there like there quietly and the camera was capturing it and he was lying dead. All the big ones drank. When they turned, the small boy elephant came late. <laughs> yes. Immediately, he puts it drunk into the water. No, then the crocodile grabbed it. Then he started swimming into the river uh, or the pool. Then the big ones came back. Hey, stop. I've not seen one before. When elephants are angry, they break trees. <laughs> I didn't say they break sticks or trees. Then they came. About three of them came and stood at the, the, the bank of the river, Menka Access Bank. Then they were hitting their foot on the ground. Then some big ones, they, they, they quelled their trunk around the tree. I put it. Then the crocodile was frightened and he left the, 
he left the young um, elephant and he came out from the water bleeding all over and then they were calm again and do you know what they did this time they put the young one in between them and two big ones were behind and the rest of them were in front yeah so don't be fan of not going to church yeah Oh, about me today, I don't feel like I'm not in the mood of going to your mood. If you are not in the mood, come to the sun or go to the stars. Don't allow your moods to have any impact on your church. Hebrews then will tell you that listen, do not neglect the gathering of the saints, which some of you has become a habit. Yeah. So they see you today, we don't see you again. Oh, it's been a while, little pastor. I'm a whole. I said, that's my busy. You, busy. Then they wait. Then they receive an attack. Bang. Do you know that what the, 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 the young elephant did? Delayed the entire group. Yeah, it brought them back. This was not something they were supposed to deal with. If you had come with us, we would all, would all have drunk and would have left. But anytime you see people that doesn't like coming to church, and they, they usually draw the church back. Yes, we go back to settle issues which we, we should have long passed that area. It's the, let, me, let me advise all Christians. The last thing you should ever say is that Meyeri Asarunubia Mesrami Weye Mubia Mbaweye Shu Where Jesus wants you to rather go and visit people You are in the house waiting for visitation uh, The people that need visitation Are the two months year old babies in the Lord those who joined us last two weeks, last month, last three days, they are the young ones that need visitation. You can you go to your father and say, bath me, bath me. Or you take your shoes and say, polish it for me. And so, so let's grow. Is somebody with me? I'm still talking about stability. This is our year of stability, 2020. A year of stability. Let's watch some of these things. It is very important. If not, we can't move forward. Who sees lightning bolts and tell them where they should go? We hope you've been blessed by this message. Further information on Reverend Imos Dako's tapes and books, please send us a mail at rev.imosdako at gmail.com or call plus 233-503-861-399. Thank you for your time and God richly bless you.